In today's Change Through Pain podcast episode, I walk you through what my life was like in my last romantic relationship. And specifically, every single day, I had to quote unquote walk on eggshells. And it's a very challenging place to be. And it is very traumatic and it alters your nervous system and it creates you to live in a state of fight or flight with an elevated heart rate and your body becomes accustomed to this and it tries to protect itself and it creates significant anxiety and even PTSD in some extreme cases which is what happened to me and I've been on my healing journey to recover uh, from that experience and that's what uh, Change Through Pain is all about. So uh, enjoy this episode and share with someone uh, who needs to hear this. Thank you so much. Let's get started. All right, cheerio mate. Today we're going to test out a new software that I have. <laughs> that was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. So I've got the hoodie on and it's got changed through pain here, which I really like. It's really comfy. It's really soft. It's warmer than you imagine. And I'm burning up right now. Hope, good thing I'm not sweating too much. So I've got the hood on and I wanted to pretend to be Russell Brand, but I tell you, I'm just not good at it. I am not Russell Brand. I am me. I've got my hood on. So let's just continue. Let's keep rolling on. So the topic today is walking on eggshells. Man, let me get a drink of my beverage here. Cover up the, the name because I'm not sponsored. Uh, <clears throat> let me describe to you what can happen to someone when they live in trauma, when they live in fight or flight every single day. It destroys your nervous system. It reprograms your brain to be protecting itself and to be fearful and to be uncertain and to be lonely and sad and depressed and angry and frustrated. And that's why I've been going through this healing journey for so long. And I've continued to make these videos because I've, I feel compelled to share with others that are going through this because I have felt as if uh, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know who, I, who to reach out to. I didn't know how to describe it, to explain it. And friends and family can only listen for so long. And they're like, just get over it. Just move on. I don't, I don't know what the big deal is. Find Meet somebody else, so on and so forth. And if you've experienced the level of trauma that I have, you understand. And it's not isolated to any one specific event. It's many events, many actions, behaviors, and words over a long period of time. And so it's going to take some time to heal. Now, am I happy? Yes. Am I grateful to be alive and to have the opportunity to create uh, these videos and to create content and to explore ideas and things that I maybe have been too afraid to. So it's opened up a, a whole new world for me. So let me describe to you what it was like 
and how I've worked through it and what I've learned from it. So walking on eggshells, it sounds pretty straightforward, right? Um, I would wake up in the morning after having very poor sleep because I was always in a state of fight or flight and my nervous system was shot. My anxiety was really high. My blood pressure was high. I thought I was going to have a heart attack towards the end. And so what would happen is I would wake up when she woke up because she had to get up earlier than I did to go to work and I worked from the house. And so she would get up and because she was so frustrated in the relationship herself, she was not very mindful of noises and, and the things that she did in the morning. And so it would naturally wake me up because she would slam drawers and drop things. Um, she would purposefully drop pillows on the bed while I was still trying to sleep. And you think, oh, a pillow is really soft, but these weren't, it would, it would make three, four, five different pillows would make a noise and, and it would move the bed to a certain extent. And so I would hear it and wake me up. Well, let me roll back in the middle of the night. When she went to bed, she would take her phone and she would, it would be on silent, but there would be a vibration and the vibration and she would put it under her pillow. She would put her phone under her pillow and it would go off all night the all night long. And so that would wake me up. And I asked her numerous times if she would please just shut that off so we could sleep so it wouldn't disturb us. But for whatever reason, she just chose not to. And I could never understand that. So I had very poor sleep. I'd wake up, I'd be a little bit cranky. I would go to bed super late because I was night out and I was trying to avoid being in the bed with her because it was so uncomfortable. And if I would try anything that I did as quiet as I could possibly be trying to slip into the bed, she claimed that I was inconsiderate and I woke her up every single time and I would literally just slide in so slowly. And I would even get to the point to where I would have my own blanket so I wouldn't move her blanket to wake her up. And then it never failed. If I had to go pee, I would very quietly slip out of bed and then I'd go into the bathroom and I would sit down and I would quietly go too much information, but that's the quietest way you can go. And you know, men, we don't normally do that. And I wouldn't even flush the toilet. And then I go back, slip up in bed and boom. And then she'd, she'd, she'd get angry at me. So there's that night, you know, there's every single night. And so I, I described the morning and then she would come and I'm still in bed trying to sleep. And she would make her side of the bed kind of angrily and then drop the pillows and then would come over to kiss me goodbye. <laughs> Not at the end, but leading up to that point, she would. 
And a few times she brought me coffee, which was wonderful. However, I was trying to sleep. I really would rather have my sleep. And so then she stopped all that together as far as the telling me goodbye and all those things. And then she'd be gone. And I would literally get up slowly and tiptoe to make sure she was gone. And I would look out the window to see if her van was gone. And then that was my time to come down and to be at peace to a certain extent. But I was just waiting for the text or the phone call for whatever it was for the note that she left and then anticipating her getting home. And so all day I had this anxiety about this and then whatever happened through the texts throughout the day, whatever I did wrong, whatever I said, it didn't matter. Everything was wrong. And so she had uh, some sugar type canisters, right? different sizes that she put out next to the coffee maker. And they were, I don't know, they just weren't aligned the way I thought they should be as far as like the, the look, the feel. And so I moved them just a little bit to make them even, make them look, look good. Well, she got all bent out of shape about that and said I was doing that just to spite her, just to cause problems and what in the world and that's just another little example and it was just one thing after another after another i could never do anything right and then she stopped telling me when she was headed home so i had to guess and then she was getting home later and later and so i'm sitting there just waiting i'm knowing that she's going to get home in this certain range of time and so the anxiety is building up. And so as soon as I stopped working, which I would usually work to about six o'clock, then I would start drinking to try to, you know, calm myself. And as soon as I heard that garage, the anxiety kicked in. And then sometimes she would pull up front and park out front and sit in her van on the phone for a while. It was just like playing mind games. And then she'd come in and she wouldn't be happy. She wouldn't be smiling. Uh, basically, whatever I did was wrong. I should have made dinner. I should have put the groceries away. I should have did this and that. And keep in mind, I'm working all day. I'm paying the majority of the bills, 98 to 99% of the bills I'm paying. And I'm cleaning the house during the day, which I'm supposed to be working. I order groceries, I have them delivered, I put the groceries away, all the cold stuff, and I leave the other stuff out for the kids to put away. And it just wasn't good enough. And then to come to find out, she's creating these stories and accusing me of things that I wasn't doing because she was spying on my phone, which I found out after she moved out. And so it made sense. It explained a lot of her behaviors and the things that she was saying. So just imagine you're at a constant state of fight or flight, of uncertainty, of fear, of doubt. 
you can't even get in your own bed to relax and to sleep. Imagine that. And that went on for at least a year and a half to two years. That's just no way to live your life. And I, I asked her, not in the nicest way, to, to please leave because this wasn't working. And I didn't know what else to do. And she, she just wouldn't leave. And it was like she was just torturing me. And I was a bully. I was a liar. I was all these things, apparently, according to her, uh, even though I was providing for her, for her daughter, uh, for my two sons part time. And, you know, covering all the bills, planning all the events, the trips, the bike races. I bought everything. Um, it, it's just this is what I want to describe about walking on eggshells. And it, it destroys your nervous system and it creates fear and anxiety and doubt. And I lost my own belief in myself. I lost self-worth. I lost self-confidence. And I went into this relationship in a great place. I had not healed my traumas and I was drinking. Yes. But I was, I was, at least on the surface, I was happy. I mean, I mean, I hear myself say these things, and maybe I wasn't in the greatest place, but I wasn't destroyed. I hadn't been broken down. And I, I understand now, and I accept that that's what was supposed to happen, and that's what I needed. I needed a slap in the face. I needed a punch in the gut. I needed a kick in the teeth. I can't get my foot up here to demonstrate. Um, but God, it was so difficult. Unbelievable. And I love this woman. And maybe love isn't the right word. I was so attached to her. I was attached to the the excitement and the anticipation and, and all those things of what it was in the beginning. And it wasn't real. It was something to teach me of what I should not allow and teach me what I needed to heal and to strip me down to nothing, to start over. And it sucked. It freaking sucked. And it still sucks. But I decided to quit drinking. One of the best decisions I've ever made. And I started working on myself. I started healing myself. I started exercising, meditating, uh, learning how to breathe. Um, guided meditations to help me shed toxic energy and to heal the, the child wounds. And to read all the books that I could to try to understand about sociopaths, psychopaths. Uh, narcissists, covert narcissists, uh, all the attachment theories, the uh, how to communicate, the, the the love languages, the looking within and discovering why you're behaving this way, why you're responding to this thing, where these triggers come from, how you heal them, walking every day, crying every day, 
I'm a grown man and I've cried more in the last two and a half years than I ever have in my entire life. And that's okay. I'm okay with that because it's shed all that toxic garbage that I've been holding on to. And I'm so much more in touch with myself, with this planet, with the animals, with the trees, with the sky, with the bugs, with the, the dirt, with other humans. And I'm hypersensitive to where others are coming from and not allowing where they're coming from in a negative place to affect me. I'm not accepting that energy. I'm blocking it and I'm staying grounded. I'm staying present and I'm avoiding certain people, places and things because it's, it's what's best for me. And I'm learning to be alone very, very much. So I've, learn to let my expectations go. I have learned so much and I've taught these things through this project and that's a blessing. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to ramp up things. I'm going to start podcast interviews very soon. I've been saying that for a little while, but you know what? It is what it is. I got to put it out there. When I put it out there, the universe will deliver it whenever it's appropriate. And I hope this platform is perfect to help me do that because I've been searching for a platform like this in order to be able to do this successfully and do it right and do it well to get the message out. So the podcast will continue. The interviews, the video interviews will be there as well as just the audio. Um, and I'm going to create a men's group. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. I've been thinking about it. I've been planning it for a while. Uh, but it is going to happen. And if you want to be part of it, it'll most likely be an online uh, video group as well as a place where we can chat uh, online um, outside of a video chat, most likely. And then have some some personal meetups. I'm here in Dallas currently, and I would not object to driving to other cities to host these and then begin um speaking and sharing more of the message um, as it relates to men. However, I have a, a diverse audience of men and women, um, 25 to 45 on average on both podcasts platforms, as well as Instagram platforms, which are my main platforms. I'm trying to grow the YouTube. And so that's what this is about as well. Uh, grow it to get just the message out more and to potentially help grow this project. And so I just want to say that I created a new logo. Here it is, Change Through Pain. I really like it. I've printed it, had it printed on uh, shirts and uh, whatever this thing's called, sweatshirt, sweatshirt, hats, which you've seen in other videos. And I've got stickers and I've got swimsuits and I've got dresses and flip-flops and I've got some of my own custom photography as well. And this is all on chainsthroughpain.com forward slash store. So you can support this project in a number of ways. You can follow me on YouTube. Uh, you can like 
follow on Instagram. Uh, comments help with the algorithm to get this message out more, to get more videos and podcasts out to other people. Rate, rate and review. And then visit teamsforpain.com store. And you can also pledge, hey, Pooch, you can also pledge uh, money through the uh, podcast uh, through Anchor. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, hope this was insightful for you. Walking on eggshells is not fun, but there is hope. You can recover. You can get through it. And I'm here to help you do that. So you stay blessed and uh, have a lovely day. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Chains Through Pain podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. As a men's coach, my mission is to empower men to have confidence, be disciplined, and live on purpose with passion. If you're a man who desires to replace current habits that are keeping you stuck by creating new habits that will transform your mental, physical, financial, and relational health, this program is for you. The first program I offer is a strategy session to sit down and unpack one challenge you're currently facing. The second program I offer is the Empower Hour. It's a one-hour video chat and will focus on one area of your life you're unsatisfied with and help you determine a measurable action plan. The third program I offer is 30-Day Power Up. It's a four-week high-intensity wake-up call. And the final one is the Man on a Mission. That is the signature program that will take you from where you are now and create the life you desire in 15 weeks. If you're interested in any of these, please learn more by visiting chainsthroughpain.com.